Yes, I am. And I'll tell you who this podcast hates this week. As you know, and I'm pretty sure as the listener would know by now, I am not really a fan of my neighbors. If they don't know this by now, they will <laughs> never, never, never know this. They may not. Ooh. No, they won't. Ooh. Um, so it was with great joy uh, a year ago or something that I saw a for sale sign in front of their house. Ooh. Now, thought, this is a specific neighbor. Yes. Which one is it? The ones that live behind us that always okay. abandon their 4x4 truck in front of our house and things. Because okay. um, I know that your hatred is not... I hate all like, neighbors. resigned to just one specific neighbor. Right. Okay. These are the closest ones. Okay. And therefore, you know... Closer than the ones to your right? Probably equidistant. Really? I don't know. Okay. All the houses here are four and a half inches from each other. So, <laughs> um, so I saw a for sale sign. Like, great. They're going to they're gonna move. Like, this is awesome. But it was just there forever and ever. And there were never... I thought these houses would be, be bought up like hotcakes. <laughs> you would think, right? They, they could become an aquarium. Um, never sold. And so then I, I was looking on like Zillow or one of those things, and it said it was being auctioned for foreclosures. So it was like, even better. Yeah. Like, you know, get rid of them. Uh, so it was in like October. It was auctioned, sold at auction, done. I thought, great. Um, I find out because I'm on the Homeowner Association board and, and the lady is a gossip or whatever about these things. Whoever bought it is now renting it to them. Renting it to the people who didn't care enough about this place to pay their mortgage, they're now renting it to them. So the person I hate this week is not my neighbor. It's the, it's the new homeowner that's now renting it back to these people. Are they friends with them or something? I doubt it. These people don't seem friendable. <laughs> like, just as a, even if they were, as a business person, like, if you default on your mortgage for non-payment, why would I rent a house? Your credit references can't be that good. Exactly. Right? right. I know. I don't get it. Wow. They must be really hard up to... Maybe they... Maybe there was some kind of deal in the... The only thing I fear kind of like is that... Kind maybe of they've, thing. like, trashed it so much that the new owner was like, well, eh, if, I'll, if I can mention them bringing money versus having to, like, clean it all and everything. I'd be know? curious to know the difference in cost between their mortgage payment and their new rental payment. Well, maybe they were... Sa- by not paying the mortgage, maybe they were saving up to pay this rent or something. I don't know, but I couldn't believe it. Like they were probably just like, we have to still live by Jacob and Rachel. Like we do not <laughs> want to move away. I feel that it's a calculated decision. Like, to what? What would piss him off the most? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's who I hate. People who take business risks. Okay. I have a I have a small hatred, and it may apply to this person. They have a truck. Yes. Do they have a uh, sticker on the truck that says "Fear No Fish"? No. Have you seen these stickers? I think I have. Like an old guy, like I'm a fisherman. Well, it's like a like it's like a fish that's like kind of it's not really the bones of a fish, but it's like kind of stripy skin. Well, no, it's like I don't know how to describe. It. It's like a tattoo of a fish looking kind of thing. Who's afraid of fish? I don't understand. <laughs> it like you're a fisherman, okay, I get that. Right. But are there other people, like, I don't fish regularly. Is it because I'm afraid that the fish are going to kill me if I try to fish? That's what I've always assumed about you. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand this fear no fish. It's yeah. like, I play tennis, therefore I'll have someone says, fear no tennis ball, because I'm really worried that the tennis ball is going to somehow hurt me. Like, it yeah, makes no sense. Yeah, you're right. I could see it if it said, like, 
fish are afraid of me or something. Right. You know, but yeah. Right. But no you being afraid? Sense. Like, no. It's a fish. It's really stupid. It is stupid. It's, it, it's one of those stickers or in signing signage that someone puts on their car to let the people around them know my intelligence is low. Yes. Yes. And I guess I appreciate that about it. I, and we've talked about this before, so we don't we don't need to get into it a lot. But I don't get why anyone needs to broadcast what they do with license plate frames or bumper stickers like, hey world, I fish. I just thought you might want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't care. You're one of the more private people that I know, though. So. I enjoy my privates. Yeah. I thought about, I think about that sometimes, though, because, like, I have a Dodgers license plate frame, and I think sometimes, like... Doesn't it say, follow me to Dodgers Stadium? It does. I would venture to say 99.9% of the time, you're not actually driving to Dodger Stadium. More more than that. Okay. Yeah. What if someone's just following you to, you know, your school, and they're like, this is Dodger Stadium? Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Parking's free here. Oh, that's good. Um... Yeah, I I worry being in Northern California that people are going to see that and be like, oh, I'm going to key this guy's car or, eh. you know, whatever. I, think I, have, I have low opinions of Chinese. More than likely, I would, if I saw it on a car and it wasn't you, I would think like, oh, that guy just wants to like stir something up or something. Like, you know, you'll see a car go by with a Lakers flag on it and, you know, up here, especially around Arco Arena and everything. Like, oh, come on, you know. They're just like, oh, I'm a Laker. I'm not scared of you. Fear no Kings fan. That's what they're saying. <laughs> I hear some Kings fans. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So I was looking at our podcast uh, updates or whatever the other day, and I was like, man, the last time Jake and I got together, we did like four podcasts or something. We did. And yet it's, we've already gone like a couple weeks without a new one. It goes so fast. It's crazy. Well, that, was, that was before Thanksgiving. Uh, was it? Yeah. Wow. It's now January. So there's a lot that's happened in between... Uh, the last time we podcast and now. Yeah. Uh, one thing that happened was Christmas time. Yes. Well, I want to talk a little Merry bit about Christmas. That. Oh, Merry Christmas to you. Oh. Um, how do you feel about Christmas Eve candlelight service? I assume as a Lutheran you've been before. Uh, I have been, and um, I enjoy it in theory. I remember Liz and I went once, I believe. Like, Without your parents? Yeah. We oh, were, your mom must have been so happy. I, I don't really. That doesn't really factor into my day to day life. Um, I, it was more like let's stay up and let's do this, and that was stay up. So is this yeah. the one that's at like eleven o'clock at night? Yeah. Well, okay. didn't you say? What did you say? Can't Christmas Eve candlelight service? I was assuming you meant like the there are some that are late, but there are some that are like at seven. Oh, okay. Which is fine because like dinner's over and everything, and it's like you know. Yeah. Um, how do I feel about it? Yeah. I don't, we don't go to church on Christmas Eve because we have too many family obligations. Gotcha. As a kid, we always went. And I, I liked it. I liked seeing the Christmas carols. Yeah. I, I like holding the candle and everyone lighting it and then turning off the lights and singing a song, like, with just lit by candlelight. Mm, I like that. Okay. I feel like that's a cool part of Christmas. And I feel like it's cool to involve the little kids and have them, you know, I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a unique experience that you don't get... The rest of the year. So. I agree. And then I, I appreciate, like, the traditionness of it. And, yeah. So, for Christmas, we went down to Southern California in Palmdale. And uh, my... I feel like those aren't synonyms. If you tell... If you say I went to Southern California, people are picturing 
That's LA why I said Palmdale. Yeah. Because I, I want people to know I was nowhere near a beach. Yeah. I was in, it was actually fairly warm there, but it was in the high, the high desert of the right. Valley, which seems like a, a, uh, oxymoron, a high desert in the valley, but it is. Right. Um, Not a lot of animals <clears throat> in that valley either. Um, so anyway, we were there with my mom's side of the family, but then we also went and picked up my 101-year-old grandmother. And we went to this candlelight service that started at 5, mm. which I which I was a little apprehensive about in the first place, because I feel like you got to do dinner and then go, rather than, like, oh, this yeah. going on and being hungry, you know, like, going into well, dinner it's time. it's not more than an hour. I'm glad you said that. Uh-oh. So... This was this was a church that was my parents' church a long time ago. This was actually like where I was baptized when I was really young. I've been to the church a million times, like whenever I visit my grandparents and stuff. So we do the typical Christmas Eve service, except about fifteen minutes into it, there's this little thing on the bulletin that says a garland of carols. I thought, oh, that's interesting. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, not really, but. Anyway, here's here's what a garland Unless of carols is. you're stringing women named Carol around your tree. Here, here's what a garland of carols is. It's pure hell. <laughs> so, for the garland of carols, there was the regular choir, all of who are decked out in, like, the red sweaters, and a couple maybe are wearing black or something. There's one dude wearing a blue t-shirt. I don't know what he's doing as part of that, but... Uh, there's a woman playing the piano, and another woman playing, like, an organ or keyboard or something. And then there's some young kid doing percussion who really doesn't know how to do percussion. Percussion very well. like drums? Or there's a little bit like... of drums every so often. There's like three seconds of a maraca or three seconds of like a, a tambourine. It's like the worst, the worst percussion uh, design ever. Well, he's got the different eight got, arms like he, a Hindu well, god. No, but he, it's like he's silent for. 90% of it. Uh, and then, oh, for this part, I'm going to do this for five so seconds. So not like... Oh, for this part, I'm going to do this for five seconds. And there's no kind of continuity at all. It's just all over the place. He's not like Ringoing a constant no. beat. Okay. Then, there's a conductor. Hmm. Now, we're in the music unit in my uh, class in reading. We have a unit all on music. And... We learned that originally orchestras didn't require a conductor, and it wasn't until they got very large that they needed a conductor. Well, if you have three musicians mm -hmm. and a choir, I'm not sure that requires a conductor. And yet this guy's up there being Mr. Holland all over the place. And I'm yeah. like, really? <laughs> it was very distracting. Um, he also had like long hair, Sounds and the one time he talked, it was it was like this weird high pitched sound. I was like, this guy was yeah, he's one. he sounds like Pretty the much. maestro from Seinfeld. Yeah, except yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so here's the Garland of Carols. Um, there was there's a lot of singing interspliced with these two readers coming up and saying things, and it was just all saying things like the, reading the yeah sort of the nativity it was, story. It was or? awful. Okay. Okay, because... I hope they're not listening. First off, I don't care if they are. They probably rehearsed once or twice. It, my members of my family were making fun of this thing. Like, the rest of it was fine. This was a shit show. Did your grandma? Um, well, no, but... That'd be awesome. Um, so it's like, they they start talking, and the guy's like, there's a woman and a man, and the man is just so, like, flat and monotone. He's like, rejoice, rejoice, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... You want to put a little into it, buddy? Like, there's right. who who did you beat out to get this spot of the reader? Because really, it's terrible. Um, the 
one of the, my favorite things about the Christmas Eve service is singing along with all the songs. I hadn't heard of most of these songs. Oh, I was going to say, it's like the and ones, the ones I had heard of were like these weird arrangements where it's halfway through the song before you even realize what the song is. Here's the worst part. Uh, there were about 40 songs that were done. 40. Like, divided into suites. So it was like, it showed up, there was this little screen, suite one. And I was like, suite one, like, how long is this going to go? Each suite had about five or six songs. And you did, like, the whole song? It wasn't like a verse of this and a... Just the Garland of Carols was about an hour long. Wow. Not even including the rest of the service. Did anyone in your family know this was going on? No. Okay. And hopefully, for the sake of everyone else who goes to that church, it never happens again. Hopefully it is a one-time abomination. It sounds like something it was that terrible. is a tradition. Like, I bet people they go said they never, to They said they'd that. never experienced it before. Oh, okay. Um, also, partway through, they I started getting this, like, allergic reaction. My eyes started watering. I started getting all stuffed up. And it was terrible. Like, I was allergic to how hideous <laughs> this thing was. It was awful. It was like someone had thrown cats in my face, and I was having a reaction to it. Wow. Yeah. So, Christmas Eve Twilight Service, good. That was just awful. That sounds horrible. Um, so, I wanted to share that with you. I appreciate um, that. Note to self, avoid Palmdale Lutheran Church Christmas garland. There was a part later where the conductor came up with his wife and their son... This kid has no chance of ever knowing what it's like to be cool in his life, by the way. They all went up and did the... Maybe uh, he'll have his own podcast someday. They did the bells, like the hand bells. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I like. I think that's kind of cool. Poor kid. He's up there doing hand bells with his dad and mom. Now, kid, like... Androgynous looking kid. He's teen. Early teens. Oh, yeah. 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 It, was, it was unfortunate. I mean, he's living in Palmville anyway, so that's a pretty big strike against you. That kid... He's going to have no use for a double bed. <laughs> um, on a, another note. Uh, a happier Chris, one, I happier hope. note. A Christmas gift that technically I gave to my wife, but it's kind of for both of us, is a new board game. Oh. Um, the positive note is I really, really like it. The negative side, man, it does not really like it. <laughs> and it's a two-player game. Oh. And it takes about three hours to play. Now, is that what she doesn't like about it? or No, like- so let me explain this game. Um, there's a website called Board Game Geek, which is where I go to a lot to like get reviews and information about these various board games. And this one has been consistently rated like one of the h- highest rated games out of any game. Uh, among people who, among people who log are like board into game. the internet to rate b- b- you know, yes. board games. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. And it's a two-player game. It's definitely the highest rated two-player game. It is called Twilight Struggle. Higher rated than Lost Twilight. Cities? Yeah. Wow, that's a good two-player game. Yeah, it is. Very, very different from Lost Cities, obviously, because it's not... There's, like, a lot to it and everything. So it's Twilight... What? Twilight Struggle. Twilight Struggle. So I think you will like it, um, because you're a history major. I was. You were, I'm actually not in college anymore. Well, you, you have a Bachelor of Arts I, I in do. History. Yes. Um, so it is... It, it, you basically play out the Cold War between the U.S. and the USSR. Mm-hmm. And one side is the U.S., the other side is the USSR. And there's like n- ten different turns, I guess, each consisting of a bunch of different things that happen. And you're basically tr- trying to outmaneuver each other 
to gain influence and control of parts of the world. Okay. And there's these different cards that you draw that are different events. So, like, there's early, mid, and late war cards. So, and those kind of correspond with historical events that happen. It sounds like a very focused version of Risk or something. Well, it's not heavy military. So, it's not like you're moving your military into certain places. You have influence. Right. So you can move influence and, and try to, to do that. But there's there's not a lot of... There's a minimal amount of dice rolling. Um, and there's various ways, like, you can um, you can do the space race. That's part of it. Um, and basically, you're trying to get more... You're trying to get victory points. So, like, there's a, there's a thing on the board for victory points, and you move it back and forth on the U.S. or Russia side to whoever. And if it's, it's just, like, one, like a tug-of-war type? Well, it... it, it it's it's a rectangle, so it actually goes like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like this, you know, for the other ones. But we played three times, and each time I've just demolished Manda. That could also be and why I think she's that is a big it. part of why she doesn't like it. Could also and, be why you would like it. Well, I just think I have high hopes for it, and I've heard so many good things about it, and I've done a lot more reading of the rules and instructions than she has. So, like, so you think you have um, better grasp of the strategy? Or I I think so. Um, there, there is some element of luck because of dice rolling every so often. Like, you can you can create a coup in, uh, or stage a coup in certain countries and try to overthrow their whatever. Um, I know what a coup is. I was okay. a history major. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, I really like it. But unfortunately, if Amanda hates it, I don't know who I'm going to be able to play it with. Because I can't play it by myself. So. I feel like you're waiting for me to make some offer here. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, Hall is a possibility. Oh, oh. That's uh, I definitely think it would be something that would be up his alley. Yeah. But, I don't know. I just thought I would throw it out there because... I'm interested in playing. Okay. Can there be alcohol involved? Absolutely. I'm very interested in playing. <laughs> okay. Uh, a couple more things. We're good. Ah, 18 minutes. We're not playing time. Yeah. Um, I saw Anchorman 2. Oh! It's out? Yeah, it's out. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, how was it? I guess you haven't seen it. Uh, I'm not. Oh no! So do we I want to do I want to know how it is? We went and saw it in Watsonville, and okay. aside from Amanda and I, we were the only. There was one other person in the theater. Okay, not a great setting for a comedy. No, it was also like a Tuesday at ten a.m. or something. Which you like could that, explain, right? yeah. But I mean, comedy is uh, the one movie like you need the audience laughing. It really contributes. Yeah. You know, like you need to be around other people that here's, are enjoying. Here's one reason why I don't think there's a lot of people there. It only, it's took, it only took cash. Oh. So, like, I go to pull up my credit card. Oh, we only take cash. It's like, it is 2013, almost 14, right? Do they only take pesos? And, yeah. And they're like, oh, we have an ATM over there. Fuck these people. Anyway. It's, oh, for those who don't know, if they're, it's a very small town, right? Where, like, it is. Agricultural and really They had a really good butcher nowhere. shop there that we went to. I'm yeah. sure they did. Yeah. I bet they have really badass farmer's markets, too. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's a little it's a little disjointed. It's definitely funny. There were funny parts. I laughed at parts Laugh of out it. Out loud. Okay. Yes, but it's it's like it's like they they set up these sketches, right? Like we're going to do this little scene, and we're going to do this scene, and we're going to do this scene. But how it all kind of ties together isn't really all that great. Well, somewhat of what the first one. was. I mean, there was like the rivalry of of. Will Ferrell and Christina Applegate sort of weaving through, but it was sort of like vignettes, and here we're going to sing Afternoon right. Delight, and here we're going right. to go to the zoo, and, you know, I mean... Yeah. 
Yeah, it, I agree. I, I have high hopes for it. I definitely want to see it. And we have talked about how comedy sequels are not good. Well, and so, here's a big reason why, and they do fall into this trap as well. Most comedy sequels are like, all right, what were the big popular things in the first one? Yeah. Let's make sure we hit those beats again. Right. So what are the beats you or, expect to see in Anchorman 2? Uh, funny ad-libby lines. No, I mean like specific. Oh, I don't know. What were the funniest parts of the first Anchorman? The fight with all the other anchors. Do you think there's a big fight in the second one? With the same people? No, with a bunch of new, like, can you top this celebrities? Uh, Which is kind of neat a little bit. You're like, wow, they got this person and they got this person? Yeah, like the opening of, of the third Austin Powers right. was good with that. Right. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you have to see that coming. Right. Right? Yeah. I hate when they do that. Yeah. I hate when they try to one-up it, too. And if you look at... The second Austin Powers or the second American Pie, they take things and they go, like, grosser. Well, Austin Powers thing was the worst. Because they, yeah. they did the thing where, where they see the thing on the radar and they keep doing the, oh, it's a big Johnson. Remember yeah. that part? Like, that I was thinking when he, like, doesn't he make coffee with poop or something? Mm. There's something disgusting in it. I actually watched a little bit of the first one before I came over here. Nice. Um, there's a jazz flute scene. Uh, that you know, was, like, the latest part. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's kind of minimal, but there's certain things that you know you're going to get. Even if it feels repetitive sometimes. Did it feel overly long? Not at all. Okay. Because I feel like maybe you can get away with it if you keep it to like a fast-paced, you know, like get in, get out type thing. There was a brief period where I was like, you're losing me a little bit here. But for the most part, it was it was enjoyable. It was just like, it was almost like a, like a they wrote a bunch of Anchorman sketches mm-hmm. and threw them together as a... Now, it takes sure. place, like, in the 80s, isn't it? Yeah. So is it as much it's as the over first the, one no, had, like, 70s no, stuff? Because no. I feel like they could have mined that for more humor. Yeah. And you know what is kind of like funny? I'm driving an IROC, and I'm doing <laughs> coke. And, you know, so they, so the, the part that they, they touch on a little bit, but not as much as I think maybe they could, is he goes to New York to be part of this uh, 24-hour news channel. And it's like, this is the first, it's like CNN, right? The first 24-hour news channel. And so they, they touch on uh, the idea of 24-hour news and how it kind of makes them have to come up with crap to fill that space. Right. I feel like that was infinitely more mineable, but they do a decent job of, of kind of the uh, social commentary. That's good. In that sense, so. I almost I think saw you'll enjoy it the other day uh, when Rachel was having her LASIK done. You almost saw a movie? Yeah. What did you almost see? I don't know, but I had two and a half hours to kill, and I was going to the mall to finish some Christmas shopping. And were you alone? I was, and I drove past those theaters, and I said, "Oh, I should go see a movie," but I didn't. It's a good story, huh? If you had gone yesterday, you could have gone with Amanda because she really wanted to see another movie. She's like movie bot, mm. and I we I went had not been movie. to the theater in. She went by herself yesterday. Wow! Because I was like, I don't really feel like going. You're movie bot too. You didn't feel like going. People. Yeah, in, in some sense, oh, the Watsonville thing was the best because it was like there's only one more. Because it's here. still Christmas break, so like kids, right? Yeah. You go during the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to go to the movies by myself. Speaking of kids and how they ruin everything, mm, yeah. So we went to this beach house for New Year's. Yes, and uh, we had company for a couple of days. Um, our neighbors across the street. Mm-hmm. Who you know very well. I do. They came with their kids for a couple of days. It was a very interesting experience. 
Um, obviously, well, we you love and Amanda them. discreetly high fiving. <laughs> we love them, and they're very good friends of ours. Yeah. And by no means are we making any comment on parenting or anything like that. But uh, living in a house with a two year old and a four year old, pretty, pretty rough stuff. Pretty rough stuff. Living in a house with a two year old is <laughs> not always the best. It uh, it definitely is not my cup of tea. There's a thing with having a kid that I've come to realize that that. Um, the part you don't see is the bad part. Like, the part you do see when people with their kids show up for your party or you're doing something and the kid's all happy and cute and cooing and ooh and ah and everything. And then you go home and, and there's something about being in their own home that, that makes a child just free to freak out. And, mm. and yeah, the worst parts are... are uh, are the parts that most people don't see until you live with the kids. Yeah. So I can understand that. And I mean, we, when we lived with our friends, Josh and Jen, they oh, had a, right. they had a, but they had a baby, but he was like, it was like the first four months. Of his oh, life. that's the good part. So, I mean, there was yeah. no, you know, that was not an, an issue at all, but yeah, it was, and we had, we brought our dogs, um, which was in itself kind of an issue because we were having to deal with them, you know, and we're like making sure, because the first thing Blue did when he got there was shit all over the rug. In the house? In the house. Wow. Like liquidy shit. All of the, it was terrible. It was one of the worst. What did you five do? worst things I've ever smelled. Throw away the well, rug? No, we moved it. We moved the t- table and took it outside on the patio on like the balcony thing and hosed it off. And it was awesome. Like it worked perfectly. Yeah. You might, you, I know you're giving me that look, but it was like. Did it work perfectly or you think it worked no, perfectly? No, it worked perfectly. And when the homeowners come back, they're going to no, be like, it worked oh, perfectly. it worked perfectly. like shit in here. No, it doesn't. Because we brought it back in and. Yeah, but your nose, you could have the particles still in your nose hairs. I want, I have my particles in your nose hairs. I don't know what that is. Um, so, so anyway, like, Blue was, I don't know if he has anxiety or something, but it took him a while to settle down <laughs> to, like, IBS. Well, I mean, being in a new place right. was unsettling for him, and so he, he was not so good in the... Was he, like, trying to get your attention and you no. didn't do anything? We, like, just literally, it was of... within two minutes of us getting into the house. Maybe he's just claiming it for his own. Oh, man. And it was a white carpet. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. Um, so, so, yeah. He, he, I think the next day when we went to the beach and he, like, ingested a lot of seawater, like, going through the waves and stuff, I think that kind of did not help either. Right. But, so, so I was kind of already on edge with that, like, watching out for him and, like, constantly being on alert to make sure he didn't shit in the house anymore, which he didn't, to his credit. That was the only time. Maybe he could have borrowed some diapers. Yeah, seriously. Um, but it was, I gotta give it to you, man. Living with a kid. Yeah, give it to Rachel. <laughs> it's, it's, uh... Yeah. It definitely, it definitely helped to, uh, to strengthen our position as childless, uh, yeah. I mean, I think you see it sometimes with the dogs too. Like because I've been at your house and the dogs are going crazy, and you're like, "Hey, settle down," and blah blah blah. Right. And it's you know, it's very similar, except with it, instead of whining and scratching, it's crying and yeah, throwing things. Yeah it it was like it was worse for a man I think than it was for me just because like the kids got up early in the morning and they're just loud like oh and, you know like there's Children aren't considerate of... They're not like, oh, I'm sorry, let me, you right. know. I read that on, like, a Facebook, you know, a lot of people, oh, my kid got up at 5 a.m., blah, 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 and I've not experienced that. Like, if I don't go in and wake Molly up to get ready and 
go to daycare or whatever, she will sleep until 7.30 or 8 on her own. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's also an age thing. Like, if the kids were, like, 8 and 10... I think it wouldn't be as, you know, like they're able to entertain themselves and each other yeah. and kind of stuff. Like, I think it's really that, that kind of early preschool age. It could be age also the, like, brutal. The, the big kid bed, like Molly still sleeps in the crib, so mm. maybe she does wake up at five, but just rolls over and sees the crib bars and goes, I'm going to go back to sleep, versus if she had, if Ellie she was get in, out of Ellie bed. was in a pack and play, but she can crawl out of it, apparently. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She's so little. She's, she's something, that one. Yeah. She's a monkey. Yeah. Uh, keep her away from Molly. Yeah, Molly doesn't crawl out of anything. Yeah. To his credit, Micah was like very good older brother. Like was like to to the point where he could I actually we kind using of using names. You know, <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. Well, see, I, whenever I've seen them, I'm like, oh, those are cute kids and well behaved right. and everything. Right. But I don't live with them. Yeah. It's definitely that's how it works. Yeah. And the funny thing is that you say that, like, when people are around, that's when they're... I feel like it's the opposite with the dogs. Because when people are there, they're riled up, and, you know, like, yeah, when no one's be. there, they're just, like, laying on the floor, relaxed, like, no big deal. See, I, I think it is the opposite. I think with the kids, it's like, when people are around, maybe, like, I don't know, like, who's this guy, or it takes them a while to warm up to people and whatnot, versus, there's, like I said, when it's just us, when it's, she will go nuts when we're at home and it's just us. Because she feels safe or whatever and can have a I feel like that would want me, if I was in your position, I would want to have company constantly then. Like. Mm, that's a good point. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'd be worried that she's going to like throw a tantrum and the yeah. company would feel awkward. Like, I always want to take her with me to go to the grocery store or something. But then I think, uh, what if she, you know, throws a tantrum and I can just run in on my own and get stuff and be done with it and it's such a thing. But I will say whenever I do take her with me to go somewhere... It is, like, a big deal to her. Maybe because it's so infrequent. But she remembers. Um, I took her to Lowe's with me a few weeks ago. I had to get batteries. Like, very, like, for one of her toys. Like, hearing aid. Like, mm. little tiny batteries. And I had to get something else. It was also very small. But I had to take a push cart because of Molly. So, for these two, like, minuscule things, I could shoplift easily. But she loves it. And then I needed batteries for something else the other day. And she's like... We have to go to Lowe's. And I was like, no, I'm sure we can just go to the grocery store. She's like, no, we have to go to Lowe's. Like, it was a big deal to her. That's cool. I should do more with her. <laughs> I should be less absent. You heard it, Rachel. <laughs> um, I'm going to edit that part out. Yeah. Last thing. And probably the thing I'm most excited for out of all this. Something I just found out like two hours ago. Mm. Do you know what's happening March 7th, 8th, and 9th? Of this year. Yeah. Uh. The Olympics? Something is coming to Sacramento. Something. Yeah. The first annual inaugural, I mean the same thing, Sacramento Comic Con. Oh, no. Can I tell you? Wait, wait, first annual? I thought they always had a... Are they, they, like, they have little shit. They have this, is at the, this is at the convention center. Yeah, but they... Let me tell you who's coming. Okay. William Shatner... Yeah, just just leading off with Shatner. The Shat? The Shatner. Here in my hometown. Uh-huh. Stan Lee. Stan Lee who? Bruce Campbell. Julie Benz. You know who that is? No. You never watched uh, Dexter. She's the, no. She was the wife in Dexter. Uh, little guy by the name of Billy D. Williams. What? Ralph Macchio. Is and he from sci-fi something? Or just a karate kid <laughs> in the He's just a karate kid. 
now, you don't watch Walking Dead, so some of these names no. won't mean as much to you. Norman Reedus, you know who that is? He was also in uh, Boondock Saints. No. Sean Patrick Flannery in Boondock Saints. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker, also in Walking Dead, but he was also in Mallrats. He was the dad who gets stink palmed by Jason Lee. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John Bernthal also in uh, Walking Dead, and Lori Holden also in Walking Dead spells the first name differently. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty awesome to experience that name. You so, had me at Shatner. I saved the best name for last. Uh, and you why, already said Shatner. No, this is this is why, one of the reasons why I'm definitely going, and why I hope that you're going. You ready for it? Yeah. Ian Zero. <laughs> It's going to be in Sacramento. Star of Sharknado? Yeah. Shatner, Zirin, wow. Machio? Yeah. Slam dunk. It's happening. I'm going. I'm definitely going. 100%. Go. So, like, you're going to all three days? Or well, I don't know. It depends on what I can do in one day. Like, it's not like the one in San Diego right. where there's all these, you know, movies and television shows and things like that. So, it's possible I could do it all in one day, but I don't know. I'm open for multiple days. Nice. Yeah. I'm not dressing up or anything. If anything, I'm dressing down. That. I'm wearing like a hat with a low brim and the glasses dark sunglasses. The yeah. 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 yeah, nice. Yeah, no cosplay from this guy. I don't know what that means. It's when they dress up. It's sort of a costume play. Uh, okay. Yeah. Not Bill Cosby play. No. Where you put on a sweater and put your arms behind you and dance. Uh, I'm very excited about this. Comic-Con. Huh? Comic-Con. Sac- to Sacramento. Sacramento style. And, like, Comic-Con. I was talking to a man about in the car, and she was like, you realize this is, whatever it is this year, this will be the worst one. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if it gets a foothold and does well, every year it will get better. Now, it won't get to the level of the San Diego one, obviously. We don't have the, the right. facilities for it and whatever, but, um. And I feel like if that was going to happen, it was going to happen while Schwarzenegger was living here, you know. Yeah, maybe. To bring all the Hollywood, you know, if they're going to debut clips of new movies and whatever and right. stuff. I'm hoping there's a board, I'm, I'm hoping there's a board game element. Too. I'm not board not game. interested. Let me put it that way. Okay. Have you ever been to any? I haven't. Okay. I when I was a kid, I went once to like a Star Trek one at. Uh, Did we go together? Maybe. What's that place called? Over by the Presbyterian Church. Oh, in River Park? Yeah. No, I was thinking of... Uh, no, I, I didn't go to... Convention Center. No. I think Josh and I did, and okay. we saw Patrick Stewart. What? Yeah. Um, my recollection of it, and I don't mean to shit on your point, because, like I said, I'm not, not interested, but it was like, the celebrities will come out and give a 20-minute speech or something, and there'll be like a Q&A from audience or whatever, but then it's mostly just a big room of people selling things. Yeah. Okay. And that's probably why I one day will be sufficient. Right. But you know what the hard part is? And, and I had this at Disneyland when I went uh, a couple weeks ago with Liz, months ago. Um, there'll be a lot of things that I'll be tempted to buy. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that's cool. Look at that. I want that. But there are things that will not be cool once you leave that room. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing in Disneyland. You'd see like a shirt with Mickey. Like, oh, I, could, I would wear a polo shirt with Mickey Mouse. And then you... Outside of the gates you, of Disneyland, no, I wouldn't. You need to go with someone who's good at, like, shutting that kind of thing down. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, I'm the wettest blanket I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I look back at the things that we got at uh, 30 Rock, you know, the uh, <laughs> the picture of us with Screech, where yes. our heads are on uh, Slater and, and Zach, Zach right. Morris. I think I bought a couple shirts there. I hope I was Slater. I'm tanner than you are. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that picture. Yeah. Um, Maybe that'll be our uh, <laughs> screenshot. I'm going to go um, check out my acid wash jeans and abs or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, you bought some shirts. You bought Amanda okay. a shirt. I think I bought her a... I went to go to their shirt. I think you did, too. Yeah. I can't remember what else I bought. But yeah, the 30 Rock gift shop was the same way. I was like, oh, yeah. these things are awesome. I yeah. must have these things. Totally. I recognize these catchphrases and whatnot. I must own this. I am a sucker. And then, yeah, when you yeah. walk out the door, it's like, this is stupid. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is, if, nay, when we go, don't let me buy, like, a... Deanna no Troy weapons. No weapons. That's, yeah. that's rule number one. Exactly. No. Oh, I bet Hall would go too. Oh, definitely. I'd be more into it if it was yeah bigger to do. Definitely. I bet the Reinhards will come. Like May and Robert would maybe come into town for that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I feel like they're always jet setting here and there. True. Like they and they. I know they go to different conventions and things like that. And they have a kid. Seriously, they might have the best behaved kid. Though I've never lived with it. Him. It. Him. I feel like they would maybe dress him up, too, which would be kind of cool. Yeah. And he'd be into it. I feel like that's a good move for for families with young kids, mm-hmm. just to dress their little kid up. Like an Ewok or something? Yeah. Totally. R2-D2? No, that's all the small things I can think of. <laughs> Orko, the ghost from He-Man? It was on the tip of my tongue. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm looking for something poignant to say at the end of this podcast. I'll see you at Comic-Con. <laughs> wow, can't top that. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. If you don't know me by now, you will never, never, never know me. This is a podcast. You're a podcast. <laughs>